This is the Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Well, it's graduation season, and my niece, Jill, and my nephew, Joe, just graduated from college. And my other niece, Beth, she just graduated with a master's degree. All three are starting a new chapter in their lives. Jill is moving out to California. She's in search of a production assistant job. And if you can help her, please let me know. That would be helpful. Joe already started his new job as a mechanical engineer, and Beth hopes to be a guidance counselor in either Virginia or Maryland. And they all will be starting jobs soon. And that got me thinking about advice I wish someone had shared with me before I started my first job. So today I'd like to cover three important career tips that often go unspoken. Thanks to Audible for supporting our channel. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 180,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For our audience members, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. Just go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. So tip number one, first impressions are extremely important. And whether you're a new graduate just starting out or you're a seasoned veteran, Moving to a new position, it's likely that you underestimate the importance of first impressions. The reality is we all take shortcuts, and categorizing people is one of those shortcuts. And believe it or not, from one-tenth of one second to three minutes after meeting people, they'll decide if they like you or not. And then the rest of the time, they will spend trying to find support for the conclusion that they already made, they already decided. And worse, research suggests that it takes quite a bit of effort to change an initial bad first impression. So from the perspective of a new job, I would expand the time frame from just the first couple of seconds or three minutes to a couple of months. And that's the time frame that I think that your first and lasting impression is formed. That is, Impressions formed in your first few months turn into the long-term perceptions people have of you and possibly even your lasting reputation at that particular company. So what do you need to think about? It's important in the first few weeks of a job to meet as many people as you can one-on-one. I'm going to repeat that one. Meet as many people as you can one-on-one. This is your free ticket, your golden ticket, so to speak. When you first start a job, you'll be allowed in to see lots of senior people that you probably won't have the option to see later on in your career. So take advantage of that. Go in, build rapport, find and share common ground with as many people as you can because you're building and creating the foundation of long-lasting relationships, hopefully. You want to focus on sharing your natural charisma, your positive attitude, and your enthusiasm. And that means happily accepting anything that anyone asks you to do, including grunt work, which of course happens a lot in the first couple of months of a job. Also, I want to recommend in the first couple of weeks, you want to dress to blend. You want to err on the conservative side. You want to learn names very quickly, maybe even take notes. You want to closely absorb corporate culture, maybe even Google the people and look at LinkedIn profiles. And no, it's not creepy to look at LinkedIn profiles. You're learning about the professional backgrounds of the people that you work with. You're going to want to listen and learn for lines of power and authority, take initiative, show confidence and spunk. Be a team player and volunteer to help other people. 
volunteer a lot, as, as much as you can. Work longer hours. And if you're invited to any sort of informal social activities, I recommend you participate in them. But be cautious about what you share and keep all the interactions professional, even if it's in a social setting. And if you left a job to take this one, it's important to avoid any of these, quote, we had a better way of doing that at my old job conversations, or really comparing to your old job at all. Don't say, well, we did this and we did that, because now, in this new job, your old we is now they. So don't mix up your pronouns. Make sure that you're talking about we with the people that you're currently with. You are part of a new team, and it's a good idea, I think, to just wait a little bit to share your advice. If you've got some good, great ideas that you're going to be bringing in from your old company, that's great. But wait until you have a better understanding of the new work environment. And remember that it's important to share and show appreciation and that subtle, sincere flattery is usually always welcome. Just make sure, again, that it's sincere flattery. And how do you do that? Uh, Dr. Robert Cialdini, he is the world's expert on influence. He says the best way to make a connection with someone is to ask for advice, and I agree. So ask people for their advice. Talk positively about the boss to a friend of the boss or Frame your flattery as likely to make your manager a little uncomfortable. So I don't want to embarrass you, but your speech was very powerful and inspirational. If you want to flatter your boss, for example, talk positively about the boss to a friend of the boss. Or remember to frame the flattery as likely to make your manager uncomfortable. So maybe you say something like, I didn't want to embarrass you, but your speech was really powerful and inspirational. Of course, you don't want to say that unless it's absolutely true. Again, the key here is to provide subtle and sincere flattery. Okay, career advice tip number two, the company is always watching. This one I have seen so many people get burned by this one. Remember, the company keeps a record of everything you do while you're using the company computers and the phone. So every phone call, every text, every mail, every document that you create. And at most companies, they save that data for many, many years. And it's common practice for HR and IT to work together to filter email, voicemail, and to monitor computer files, especially when there's breaches in company policy or they suspect that there's a breach in company policy, they'll go through those files. So what do you need to do? Assume there's no privacy. Know the details of the digital policy of your company and act as if Everything, and I mean everything, is posted in big print on your boss's door. That's the way I like to imagine it. Facebook or any social media can get you fired and keep you from being hired. So don't complain about customers, the boss, or the company. Don't post anything at work that's inappropriate, no inappropriate pictures, particularly ones that include alcohol or skimpy bathing suits. Um, by the way, there's a story I'm from Philadelphia, and Dan Leone, he's a game day employee for the Philadelphia Eagles Stadium. He recently told the Philadelphia Inquirer that he was fired for criticizing the team via Facebook. So here's what happened. After the Eagles safety Brian Dawkins signed to the Denver Broncos, Leon posted the following status update. Dan is, explicative deleted, devastated about Dawkins signing with Denver. Damn Eagles are retarded. Again, that's a direct quote. Days later, Leon said that he was contacted by the team's director of event operations regarding his Facebook post. Leon deleted the post, but he couldn't save his job. 
So expect that what you post will be seen and think about the ramifications before you post. Don't say anything that could be deemed inappropriate or it could be viewed as a complaint. Double check your privacy settings and assume that whatever you write will be posted in big print on the back of your boss's door. Yes, I said that twice already. <laughs> whatever you say or write, imagine being in big, huge print on the back of your boss's door. So tip number three is pay attention to special projects. And my dad shared this next bit of career advice with me. Very early in my career at General Electric, I was assigned to a special project. And when I came home and told him that, he said that being assigned to special project either means you're a rising star or a falling star. And what he meant by that is companies often use special projects for two different purposes, either to quickly increase the responsibilities and salary of high potential employees or to move a problem or low-performing employee out of their current role so someone else can step in. So what's the fix here? Always be hyper-aware of your work situation. Take notice of who receives special projects. If you're the high-potential employee, be sure to recognize this opportunity that you've been given and be sure to step up to this challenge. If you're the employee that got moved and your main responsibilities have been taken away, then it's probably the time to freshen up your LinkedIn profile and your resume. Even if you're neither of these, it's still important to pay attention to whom is assigned to special projects, as this is an outward signal of the political landscape in your workplace. Although these three bits of career advice may seem obvious to some of you who are more advanced in your career, I know from experience that often people don't put enough emphasis on how important it is to understand and always follow these unwritten and often unspoken rules of the workplace. It's often when we aren't paying close attention that we run into trouble. Thanks to Audible for supporting our channel. Audiobooks are a great way to listen when you're busy, when you're on the subway, on the bus, doing chores around the house, or you're going to the gym, running errands, or for me when I'm shopping, because I hate shopping. But Audible makes it fun because I get to hear audiobooks. And right now, for our audience members, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One book that you might want to consider is the book that our book club is currently reading. It's called What Alice Forgot written by Leanne Moriarty. And it's basically a novel. It says, what would happen if you were visited by your younger self and you got a chance for a do-over? Alice Love is a 29-year-old manly in love with her husband, pregnant with her first child. Anyway, it's an interesting story. I haven't started mine yet, but I plan to download and listen very soon. So you can get that book or a book of your choice by going to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. So congratulations to all the new graduates, to specifically my family, to Beth, Jilly, and Joe, and to those that have landed their first job, and to the rest of you that recently started a new job. I hope that you'll keep this advice in mind no matter what stage of career that you're in. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you to lead and influence. If you'd like to learn more about compelling communication, I invite you to read my best-selling books, Smart Talk and Ace Your Interview, and listen to my other podcast, Smart Talk. As always, your success is my business. 
If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. So I have been experimenting. This is the After the Podcast podcast. I have been experimenting with live streaming. As many of you probably have noticed, live streaming is all the rage. And so I have been checking out Meerkat and also Periscope. And in fact, today I tried to record this episode using Periscope and I, because I was using a whole new system here, I kept getting logged out of my my files. And so I couldn't actually complete the recording. So I apologize to those of you that were on the recording. In fact, there was a couple of people's names that I recognized from interactions on Facebook. So if you're checking us out. If you want to see behind the scenes, I recommend you following closely on Twitter because that's when you'll see my posts. There's going to, I'm pretty much in stealth mode right now doing some recordings, but we will have an official rollout coming in the coming weeks with a nice fanfare with some giveaways and some, some really cool activity with this behind the scenes. But for now, I'm just checking it out and experimenting. So you get to see me really, really behind the scenes. So again, that's uh, Periscope and Meerkat. I'm, I'm switching between the two of them. Thanks a lot, guys. Oh, and by the way, it would be great if you're interested in this podcast or if you're listening to the podcast still. I would love it if you go over and leave a rating on iTunes. It really helps to promote the show and to get more people listening. I know the show's been out for seven years, but if you've been listening, we still need more, believe it or not, we still need more and more of these because the more recent we are, the more active we are, the more likely that people will be able to see the show, see that in the iTunes listings. So I appreciate your help with that. Thanks a lot.